Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I'm so excited. I actually, we recorded an episode already with Dr. Kathleen Smith, who's here today, and then it didn't save for some like terrible audio tech reasons, but we're going to talk about anxiety and like what better time to talk about it right now than when everyone I think is feeling a little extra right now. So thank you so much for coming back and re-recording with me. No problem. I think it's a, it's a good thing to talk about right now for sure. Yeah. So to introduce you, you wrote a book called everything isn't terrible and it um, talks about like different ways to cope with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of this this idea that anxiety is something that we're all kind of up against in different ways and that figuring out how to to manage it uh, is useful to you, but also to everyone else around you. The idea that calmness, maturity, those things are just as contagious as um, as anxiety. Yeah. And you are a therapist and like, so this is coming from a place of actual education and you really know what you're talking about, um, which I think is helpful, uh, and amazing. Like you, you pull from your own experience of actually talking to real people about this and actually knowing exactly what you're talking about. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cause I mean, you know, there is a lot of advice out there and it's always kind of nice to know who's giving it and what they're background, So (laughs) everyone can rest assured, uh, you have training and things, which is great. Um, so the book is out and is available for purchase. If anyone in this time feels like they'd like, uh, a book to read, that is a helpful guide through like, it's broken up into different, like common struggles. Right. And like the, the best ways you've sort of seen to to deal with them? Yeah. Each chapter is sort of a story about a client that I worked with or, you know, to protect people's confidentiality, it's, it's usually multiple clients that I combine into, into one story and change the details. And, you know, there's a section on relationships. So family, uh, related anxiety, dating, you know, romantic relationships, friendships. And then there's a lot of stuff about your work, uh, but also stuff about the larger world and, and societal anxiety and the internet and all that fun stuff. So I think, you know, most people reading it, not every chapter may be useful for them, but it may be that they'll come back and forth to different things as they go through different challenges in their life. So I think it's a, you know, it's a read through, but it's also a book I hope people will come back to. That's one of my favorite things about books like this, where like, you know, I think that's exactly right. You can buy it once and like maybe not all parts are equally relevant to you in the moment but then when you have it you can either go back to other parts or like share it with friends or yeah exactly your life changes um in expected and unexpected ways so like maybe you know reading something now that isn't necessarily relevant but then when it's more relevant later in life you'll be like oh yeah there was a chapter about this let me read through that again (laughs) and it'll like feel completely different to you Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then you also have, it's a weekly newsletter, right? That sort of like updates 
and sorry, yeah. <laughs> you explain it. Yeah. So I write this free, free weekly newsletter. It's called the anxious overachiever. And it used to be just sort of a weekly email that was me thinking about the work I was doing on my own anxiety or in my own relationships, or it would talk about some of the work that I was doing with clients. Um, lately, it's been more of a, a coronavirus. I think people are interested in that. And so, you know, I'm the way I was trained was that I don't necessarily give tons of advice. I'm a firm believer that your own best thinking is usually going to be the most helpful for you. So what I've been sending out are are just things like, you know, useful questions you can ask yourself every day or signs you might be, you know, operating anxiously with your parents or your roommate or your coworkers. Right. So just things that people can kind of be on the lookout for. Uh, that indicate their anxieties kind of running the show. And people seem to to find that helpful. I've gotten a pretty good response. I love that idea. Cause I think that's also, I think that's also like something I've heard the most often when I talk to friends who are like not that interested in therapy, it's sort of like, I don't need someone else to just tell me what to do. And I think that's sort of a misconception that that's not really supposed like that's not really the way it's supposed to work it's like yeah asking helpful questions and sort of getting you to process your own things in helpful ways yeah because I think that's part of the challenge is not only knowing your your own thinking but being able to separate that from your fears and from your anxiety right because the emotions a lot of the time tend to cloud or affect your ability to really problem solve and I think having someone else help you ask good questions can kind of bring some of that thinking out so could you share some of the like helpful questions oh, yeah. for, for anyone listening who maybe is in a similar situation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think these are so great because they're not, you know, even after all of this is over, I think anyone like operating in the world or on the internet, especially, is going to, they're going to find these, these questions useful. So I think they apply to any situation. But some of the big ones are what reality based problems do I need to solve today? <laughs> What information do I need and when is the best time of day to update myself? Um, What's the difference between thoughtfully focusing on this problem and anxiously focusing on this problem? Uh, That's such a great one. Or um, how do I hold on to my best thinking when everybody else around me is panicking? And one of my favorites, how can I be a resource to people without becoming responsible for everybody? So how do I help people without trying to control everyone? Which I think is a a question a lot of people have right now, too. So those are just a couple examples. That's such I mean, even in that, like, I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh, yeah, these are really good questions to ask myself right now. Like that's it's so nice, too, because especially I feel like a lot of us who are either completely alone or like with just a very small number of people, it can be really easy to spiral too. where like, if your thoughts just go in a direction unchecked, um, because you are alone or like you're with, you know, a small group of people and you can sort of feed each other in Mm -hmm. a terrible way. So it's really nice to have these questions that are like, yeah, your concerns are valid and real. Obviously, there's a lot of things to figure out right now. But 
what's the helpful way to do that? Yeah. That's like, that's so great. I think of it as like sorting through laundry. It's like in your mind, like you're pick you're picking out and separating, like what are the real concerns versus like, what is the, the, you know, the things you don't need to focus on right now that are like the, the what ifs and the fears. Right. And so being able to kind of mentally do that is, is really hard, but it's really important. Yeah. And I'll say I've seen a lot of resources that are coming up like for people to connect with therapists now, even though everyone's social isolating like there, I, I really like being able to meet with someone in person, but I've seen a lot of like really helpful resources popping up that are virtual. Um, and a few of them are trying to do things either discounted or like free, which is great. Um, so I feel like now is a really good time to think about what you need for yourself and like get all the resources you possibly can. Yeah. And if I always encourage people, you know, therapists have it in their code of ethics that they need to, to work with you. If, even if you have financial challenges, right? So I always encourage people, you know, if your situation has changed, don't assume that your therapist won't be able to work with you or meet with you because they're sort of ethically required. Um, you know, if they have a relationship with you to, to help you out, whatever the circumstances are. So I don't, you know, I don't think people need to be embarrassed about that. I think they need to be honest and upfront and they might be surprised at sort of what they're able to to do and work on i mean that is one uh, like i don't want to say it's a a benefit or a good thing but like this moment in particular everyone i think will be the most understanding that sure. they can possibly be about that so Absolutely. you know now more than ever mm-hmm. that's really great advice Are, have there been any other like common like common tips or things that are like specifically more relevant right now as people are sort of in a different situation than most of us have ever lived in. Like, I mean, you know, we're all sort of alone and all sort of dealing with like global issues that are terrifying. Sure. One thing I can think of, and this is such a relevant thing for like the internet and fandom in general too, (laughs) is that when we get anxious, we start trying to like manage everybody and tell them what to do and teach them how to be more responsible or lecture or criticize them. And that's rarely very effective or helpful. And so I think just recognizing when you start doing that, you know, some people, they're like, you know, begging their parents to stay home and not leave the house. Right. Or they're criticizing other people online, you know, about not taking it seriously, how that a lot of those efforts aren't usually very effective. You know, there, that doesn't mean that you don't share your thinking or you don't express your concern, but when you do it from a less anxious place, I think people are more likely to hear you, to listen to you. So just being able to recognize that we, you know, we do a couple things when we get really anxious. One is to like avoid, you know, to distance ourselves from the problem. But another one is to try and over function for everybody and trying to control everything. And so I think recognizing when you're doing that, in relationships or even with like strangers on the internet is useful to kind of be able to step back and say, okay, I'm responsible for myself. (laughs) I'm responsible for communicating my thinking, but that's about it. You know, I can't make anyone do anything they don't want to do. Um, and I think recognizing that is helpful. That's such good advice, especially, yeah, you know, right now I do feel like there is, yeah, just a panic about like, 
it's so hard because in this situation, like the answer we need is for everyone to do the same thing. So that's an exceptionally hard time to like realize that you can't control what other people do. So I think that's really, really good advice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I know that you are a fan girl of like nerdy things too. Um, I feel like everyone is sort of, well, not everyone, a lot of people who are stuck at home uh, with less things to do, which is definitely not the situation that everyone is in. Some people have way more things to do, but binging TV is a thing that a lot of us are doing right now. Do you have any like nerdy favorites that you feel like are good comfort shows either for people in general or just like your go-to nerdy favorites? Nerdy favorites. Like my husband and I were discussing, you know, a month ago, whether we were ready for a Battlestar Galactica rewatch. And now that that just seems like not a good idea. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) It could get pretty heavy and pretty, pretty dark. So I'm like, would this be inspiring or would this be too, too much heaviness right now? Um, which I think it might be. <laughs> so I might put that on hold. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we, we like most people like parks and records. That's one of our big comfort shows. I think people watch, I've watched it over and over when I've been through different challenges in my own life. And it always seems to, to help me be in a more positive place for sure. Um, Another one, and this is on like a nerdy one, but I think people watch Friday Night Lights over. That's like one of their go-to comfort yeah. ones I hear from people a lot. So I haven't thought about that, but that might actually be a good idea. So I've been watching Gilmore Girls for the first time, actually, but it's just like so wholesome yeah. <laughs> and so light, which has been really helpful for me. That's another um, good one. Uh, last, yeah. night, last night I watched the, uh, have you seen Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries? Yeah. Yes, I love that show. So the movie came out recently and you can watch it on Acorn TV for free. And so I did that, which was I uh, did a with some of my uh, fangirl friends. We did sort of like a live chat while we watched it at the same time. So I think planning, planning things like that with friends, you know, knowing what are like sort of feel good movies that are big distractions, I think has been been helpful for me. (laughs) Yeah. And there have there are so many resources now for that, which is great. Like I'm so thankful that we live in a time where we have so many digital resources, at least a lot of us do. So like you can do like a Netflix party or just watch something and text each other or do like video calls while you're making dinner and eating together. That's been like the biggest lifesaver for me as a very extroverted person trying to like find social interaction right now. Yeah. So that's a great idea. I think it's, it'll be interesting to see, like I see a lot of book clubs being created right now and other people's book clubs sort of get some more energy, even though they can't meet in person. So I think it's interesting to see how it's sort of bringing people together uh, for that escape or that sort of love for fiction. And I think that's probably going to continue over the the next month or so for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of pointing out like, yeah, there's just so many things are being like brought to the service now that you don't think about like all the things that you just sort of do and maybe don't appreciate that are gone. And then one of the things that's been great for me is that, now all of my friends are sort of equally accessible in the sense that someone who lives in my neighborhood or someone who lives on the other side of the country, I can only talk to any of them online. So I've been like reconnecting with people who 
I wouldn't necessarily like think to FaceTime in the middle of the week, but that's like how we're, <laughs> that's how we're hanging out now. So yeah. it's been really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess are there, do you have any other like things that you would like to say to people who are feeling like exceptionally anxious right now or well I think another one and I'm thinking about this myself is to just not be overly ambitious right you know I have this big stack of books I want to read or work stuff I want to do or organizing in my house right and (laughs) you know maybe I just need to return to like a series that I've loved or a book that I know I'm gonna enjoy right um or maybe somebody just wants to just read romance novels for a while right that I think that to give yourself permission to do that and not you know we tend to it's such an American thing but we tend to want to maximize every opportunity and every second right and that's not necessarily the best thing for yourself or the best thing for your anxiety so just giving yourself to permission to return to things that are your favorites or even to do nothing for a while, I think is okay. Uh, You don't have to become this, you know, machine because you have all of this free time. If if you do have more free time. I've seen a lot of things online and I'm thankful for people who have been pointing that out through this process, especially for the people who like they're, they have gotten less free time, like either Mm -hmm. now their kids are home. And so that's, they're trying to like figure out how to homeschool their children and they're doing their jobs remotely. Like not everyone is not everyone has more free time. And so I, I do love that for all of the reasons you said, and also for people who like it, I I don't like everyone shouldn't feel like they have to come out of this with like their list of projects they finished. (laughs) Like just surviving right now is great. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's also easy for the boundaries between work and play to blur when you're at home all the time. So I try and be really good about, you know, even though I have a kid at home and I don't have tons of time to do work, um, on the weekends, I try and not do anything related to that. You know, if I get a free hour, a free moment, I'm going to be reading for fun or taking a nap. Um, and I think that that's really important. And I think that, you know, actually makes me more productive in the long run because I'm just not burnt out and exhausted from, from thinking about work all the time. Yeah, that has been kind of nice. One thing that I haven't, I haven't talked to many people about, but I've been noticing with myself is this is sort of like, a hard stop on a lot of habits that I had. So it's kind of nice that in some ways I can pick, like I I have to change everything I'm doing right now. So I feel like I can choose more of the things that are important to me right now Mm -hmm. in a way that like, it's kind of hard to just do like a hard reset on your life and schedule and Mm -hmm. we're all sort of being forced to. So like, it is kind of nice that in some ways, either I can pick the things that are important to me that I can do in this situation, or I can be like super honest with myself that if there's something that I like feel like I should do and I'm not doing now, I'm probably never going to. And so I should just like accept that and move on. Like (laughs) if I don't do 20 minutes of yoga every day now, I'm never like, it's not as much of a priority (laughs) as I think it is because I have all the time I could ever have. 
Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good point that some of the excuses we use have kind of fallen away and, and it does highlight what's important and what's not. And that's kind of freeing, too, because it's like, oh, I'm just I just that's just not a thing I actually care about doing. So I can, like, stop feeling like I should all the time because I'm just not going to. So that's been kind of great. Yeah. Um, and it's also there have been some like healthier habits, too, like, you know. Cooking has become a bigger thing for a lot of people because we can't eat out as much. Um, so it's kind of nice. It's like a, it's such a strange balance of things, but yeah. Well, interesting to look at. you know, another thing I've, I've, and this has kind of come up with the clients I've been meeting with virtually is that, you know, you don't have to have lofty goals for your mental health right now, but I do think that it is an opportunity to really pay attention to your anxiety and how it kind of runs the show. And that, you know, that's a big theme in my book is this idea that the more curious, the more curiosity you can bring to your anxiety, the better chance you have of managing it better and calming down a little bit it because that's a kinder way of thinking about it than beating yourself up mentally or being frustrated about it. Right. So if you can kind of see a day or, you know, say you're opening emails from work and some of them make you anxious or some of them don't. Right. Or you're on a, a, you know, a call to observe your anxiety, to make it your own little laboratory um, or to think of yourself as kind of like, you know, a researcher and to see what helps and what doesn't help and to not beat yourself up when something doesn't work or something isn't effective. So I think the people who are able to do that have a little bit of a better chance of, of slowing it down when it starts to spin out of control. So I just always encourage people, you know, treat your anxiety like it's something that's interesting and, and that you can be curious about, which I know is very hard to do. Uh, but I think it, it, it can be useful. I've, I've definitely gotten that advice from my own therapist before and have friends who are, are getting the same advice. And it, it's such a, it's such an unexpected piece of advice. Like I've never heard that in my life before being around more people who are, uh, who work with therapists who like get that insight. And it's, it's kind of strange to, to change your thinking that way, but it really is so helpful. Yeah. One thing I did was I named my anxiety Carl. So I, I like, love that. So I just like when I talk about it, I say like, oh, you know, Carl thinks this is a terrible idea or Carl thinks I'm being really annoying every time I text this person. Right. And there's something about giving a name to it that makes it seem, first of all, not that scary. And also maybe something I don't always have to take seriously. You know, maybe Carl has good intentions, but he doesn't always know what he's talking about. (laughs) So, And that kind of puts it a little bit outside of myself. um, And it's easier for me to think, think about and be curious about. So that's one technique I always encourage people to try is to just give it a name and and see if that's helpful. That's so great. And even, I mean, like you just said, even sometimes saying the thing out loud, which I think is one of the biggest great things about therapy, like some things can be so big in your head. And then when you verbalize it, you're like, oh, okay, that is not exactly the monster it was when it was just sitting in my head now that I can say it out loud. So that's all. That's great. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, I think like this has all been super helpful. Is there any, any last, uh, advice you want to give before? Yeah. 
I mean, like I said before, you know, I think it's important for people to trust their own thinking and to take the time to figure out what that is. Right now, it's so easy to just read things and borrow advice and just do what everybody else is telling you to do. <laughs> um, yeah. but, that not, but that might not be relevant to your situation, you know, and so it's worth taking those few minutes every day and asking yourself, you know, what problems do I need to solve today? What what would be the best way for me to spend my time or the best way to take care of myself and that you might have some better ideas <laughs> than anyone else about what's right for you. And so I think that's, that's just a good practice for people to, to fall into right now. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And then can you tell everyone how they can sign up for your mailing list? If getting weekly <laughs> conversations like this, uh, seems helpful, which I, highly recommend to everyone. <laughs> yeah, people uh, for the newsletter, people can go to my website, which is KathleenSmith.net, or they can find me on Twitter at fangirl therapy. And I have a link there in my profile. Awesome. And then your book is called everything isn't terrible. And that's available all over. Yeah. Books are sold. It is. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for having this conversation again. I feel like this is the absolute best time for a conversation like this. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jordan. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can head to our archives to hear more or hit subscribe to hear what's coming up next. If you want to go a step above and beyond, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which helps other nerdy people find us. Or you can go to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek to help keep the podcast going and check out the cool rewards that we have over there. Have a great week and stay nerdy.